Welcome to A Million Baptist Podcast, where we discuss church life, theological questions, and cultural influences. Our podcasts are available via Google, Spotify, Apple, and many other podcast platforms. We hope you subscribe and enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Round Tables here at Amelia Baptist. We are so glad that you are joining us. Today is November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving. I am joined here with Dylan Whitaker. Hey Dylan, what's up my man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, not much, man. How's everything going with the engagement? Oh, going well. Yeah. Um, you know, staying busy. I never knew there was so much involved in wedding planning. Yeah, it's a, and, like uh, a $10 I, billion. I learned dollar. something very important really quick. And that is, uh, I was not meant to wedding plan for a career. So I'm very glad that I'm not the one. Was that actually the... a possibility for you? <laughs> no, <laughs> never. <laughs> you were going to business school. Never. For? All right, um, well, that's but, good. But so it's you just confirmed it, even though yeah. I never considered it. Well, it's good that you you marry. You're marrying a woman that wants to do that and likes to do yes. that stuff. So yeah, that helps pretty us amazing. out big time. Mm-hmm. No, I can barely pick out my shirt for Sunday. So I'm glad that I have a wife. Yeah, I told her that was one of the things I'm looking forward to the most is actually looking well-dressed going forward. Yeah, We're so all excited. My mom, about the that. only reason I look, you know, halfway decent is my mom has helped me. All right. This is a, so, <laughs> there are some guys is, out there that can dress themselves. Miles, we are not my too, brother right. <laughs> <laughs> who like doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not me, but yeah, it's exciting. I love the, the Thanksgiving season that often gets overlooked for the Christmas season. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there probably looking forward to Thanksgiving because of the food. That's a big deal uh, in my house um, when it comes to what's your favorite part? Go celebration. Um, my favorite part, like favorite food. Food, yeah. Oh, like so we're a casserole family. Uh, like, uh, and I know that's a big category, but yeah. I I really love this uh, corn casserole that my mom makes, and then uh, my godmother makes a broccoli rice and cheese casserole that she brings over and. Sweet potato casserole. I mean, I, I only like cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving because of the the, you the food. Smother it with the gravy. Yeah, the thing. mixture that occurs on yeah. Thanksgiving. I bet a lot of people are really excited. And it's one of those things where the food gets so good over time, people have had to add an element of, hey, let's go around the table and give thanks because most of the time they're just so consumed by how many rolls and how much turkey they can eat that they forgot the whole point of why we celebrate right. the holiday. Right. Uh, but I think you can move past that. And I think even then, as we're sort of in this Christmas season, Thanksgiving season now, you kind of have to ask yourself, uh, well, I I'm, I'm know that I'm supposed to be thankful, and not just on Thanksgiving, but every day. I know ch- uh, pastors are saying that like crazy. You know, like, don't worry about this. See, they do the same thing with resolutions in January. Yeah. You know, like, don't don't wait till January 1st to start something. Start it now. You know, leave here changed and encouraged. I think the season has, this, the holiday seasons have ways of kind of stifling our productivity throughout the year. Like, July 4th weekend's not the only day we should be thankful for our freedom of religion and worship. You know what I mean? Like there's just something about it. Giving like special honorary time towards those things. Absolutely. But really this is all kind of brings us to the point of Advent season. Now, a Mm -hmm. lot of people will hear about Advent and the season of Advent and even the preparation that Christians can take before Advent. And I wanted to break Advent up into just a few parts, not really um, so much a, a time of definition and thesaurus about Advent, but really just kind of a heartfelt understanding of why Christians should look at this season as an encouragement. Yeah. Why, especially given the last two years mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of... We say we that a lot the last two years, but it's, yeah, and it's, it's not, so true. They're yeah. not the only bad years that are going to occur. They're not the yeah. only bad years that have ever been, but they're all fresh in our mind. Right. A time of what we 
uh, would would appropriately deem hopelessness uh, in some cases uh, suffering serious pain yeah. obviously but but I think there's there's really a lot of joy right now and hope uh, as a people there seems to be a resilience and as a church you, you I think there are a lot of people that are really looking forward to the Christmas season in one sense and then there are a lot of people that are not really looking forward to the holidays because of loss. And so I wanted to do something or say something in today's episode that really unified that. And it's not a long conversation, but one I find incredibly pertinent. And then near the end of it, I wanted to hand uh, a bit of it over to you to discuss what we're doing as a church with an evening in December and why this isn't just a Christmas event because our church needed to have a Christmas event. We don't typically clock in events for that reason, simply because we need to. We, We want purpose and we want the mission to go forward and we want the gospel to be preached. And of course we would love a bunch of people to attend and to invite their friends and neighbors. But before we get there, what is Advent? Um, when I sort of walk through with people as a pastor, um, as a preacher of the word, uh, what resurrection day is during Easter, I can't stop thinking about Advent because for one thing to be true means another thing is true when it comes to the Advents. The first Advent's already come and gone. Jesus became man, and now we have Resurrection Day in mm-hmm. it, that we celebrate uh, during the spring. And it's a time where we celebrate the crucifixion and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, who, who took all of our sins on his back yeah. and paid the debt for us so that we could have eternal life and we could have hope. But the second Advent hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So, so we are living, and we went over this a little bit at the end of Jude and, and sort of moving from that book uh, in our past uh, few series with First and Second Peter, that we are in a season of waiting, and that waiting is going to be joyous at times, and that waiting is going to be uh, painful at times. And we're going to feel not only emotions, but hopefully see fruit of the Spirit start to cultivate mm-hmm. in our lives, start to... Um, to meet our our trials and temptations head on as we grow in Christ Jesus. But as we're doing that, we are waiting for something. We are pointed to something. And so I think the first thing I would say is Advent is sort of the rusty nail holding us together until Resurrection Day. If you look at the imagery of the cross, um, Advent is really about hard-won faith. Now, Jesus won the faith, but as we have been saved, we are now living as evidence that we have been saved and it looks like a road. And so when we celebrate Advent, which is a season of expectation and anticipation to Jesus's return happening during the celebration of his birth, his first, the first Advent, what we're really doing by acknowledging that time period of waiting that we are in, the already not yet, is we're really daring ourselves and others to taste and see that God is good in the midst of present desolation. Um, it's very Psalm 34, 8. Like the, the concept here is that God is good no matter what, even when we're waiting. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you would see a lot of people struggling with waiting mm-hmm. and what that means to them in, yeah. in their Christian walk. Yeah. And interestingly, uh, when you look at what was going on at the time of the birth of Christ, mm-hmm. they had been waiting for a long time for hope. Um, right. They had been in a, in a time of uh, persecution as a nation. Um, of oppression, and you know they were they were looking for hope. There's four centuries and, of silence from the last prophet, right? Yeah. And if you look what surrounded the birth of Christ, you know sometimes we forget that he's born, and then uh, you know the whole thing with Herod comes right in the middle of this great story of the redemption that's being uh, done 
mm. right there, the redemption story, yeah. like you said, between the birth of Christ and, and his death and resurrection, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of hard stuff that still happened yeah. within that, that time period, um, but hope was still being born at right. that point. Exactly, and the ministry of Christ was growing. Yes. And that reminds me of something else that I think is an in, is incredible application during a preparation of Advent and a season of Advent, of which we'll share another recording of Pastor Neil, who does an extraordinary job really laying out what Advent is uh, with more specifics and kind of giving us a charge as a people mm-hmm. to prepare. But Advent itself, that acknowledgement of Christ's coming and his returning and where we are in the middle here, uh, we have to realize that, that he not only resurrected, but he ascended. Mm-hmm. Jesus left. Yeah. And I think if we're if we're serious with ourselves, when we see and then he left in Scripture, we can sort of correlate that with the feeling, the lie of abandonment that comes throughout like all of this miserable mm-hmm. darkness here on earth. You know what I mean? Like yep. I'm, it's not, it's not a downer. It's a, it's a, it's reasonable. It's, it's reality to say that, yeah, we have times where we feel completely and utterly alone, even as Christ followers. Right. Um, and, and it's interesting because Advent technically is waiting on his return, which means he did leave. Yep. But only in one sense, Jesus, the God man left mm-hmm. and the helper that was sent to us that Jesus himself even said, I'd prefer you to have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third part of the Trinity of, mm-hmm. of the Godhead three and one is the Holy spirit who is with us. So we in Christ are never really without him, without him. Exactly. So it's an interesting conundrum to me. It's right. very interesting because we're like, yeah. we're waiting on him to return, but God is with us. And that's a huge, huge conversation. We could do episodes. So we sing Emmanuel. Right. right, exactly. You know, like the reason we sing Emmanuel, God with us. Yep. So we acknowledge his presence with us. And I, I want that to be encouraging to a lot of people listening because we are waiting for the Lord to return in one sense entirely because we're waiting for his promises to be fulfilled. We're waiting uh, to see revelation. We're waiting to see facts uh, from a standpoint of history be proven as they have been predicted for the future. We are here to see new heaven, new earth, new souls, right? Mm-hmm. Like so transformations, redemptions, judgment, uh, salvation completed. I mean, there's so much that we're waiting for in Christ's return. But at the same time, that doesn't take away from your walk today. Like right. you exactly. might be waiting for Jesus to return, but you're not waiting alone. He might have left but you haven't been abandoned. Mm -hmm. And I want that to be incredibly clear when we look at Advent and we look at the season itself. So it's not enough, really, uh, for the pastors, preachers, ministers, Sunday school teachers, small group leaders, anyone who has a leadership role of any kind, whether you work with youth or children's ministry, it's not enough to merely meet people with sort of the theologically sound intellectual exercises that we get from the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. You really must meet people in the battlefield of their emotions, where they are. Um, this isn't saying that there's no point to deep and, and, and sound theology. Oh, my gosh, no. You, this is the emotions that are wellspring from such deep and sound theology. And you don't change your uh, message, the gospel, in order to meet people. That's yes. not what we're saying. Exactly. This, this is why Advent matters. It matters more this year than most because it's an incredibly emotional time. So it's mm-hmm. a good time to come in with the promise of Advent. It's a good time for people to know what the heck Advent means. Like this, I think as, as a culture, and, and stop me if I'm wrong, but Christians get real swept up in the birth of Jesus. He came. Yes. Amen. And praise God. If he didn't come, we would all be in a whole lot right. of trouble. Like right. we are very glad that, that God got involved in our mess. 
And then we give resurrection. We're like, yes, but are we, maybe the reason why churches aren't living with the eternal perspective they're supposed to be living with is because we're not really acknowledging from leadership perspective or from people sound the word, forget church leadership, just mm-hmm. from strong Christians telling weaker brothers and sisters, you have a direction you're heading. You have something you're waited, waiting on. A goal. Run the, the yeah, race. This, this, is a, this is a goal attached to your purpose for being created, mm-hmm. that Jesus is coming. Get up. Take a breath. Chill out. Jesus is returning. Everything that's happening right now is under the sovereignty of God, and yep. it might cause us pain, but it doesn't cause us hopelessness. It may cause us hurt, but it doesn't take our joy. That is the promise of Advent. Yeah. And Paul talked about that with the analogy of running a race, running for the prize, exactly. looking forward, throwing off the things that hinder that calling and that purpose and that drive. Which there's your spiritual so. walk and mm-hmm. spiritual discipline. So you heard it here. Advent helps the saints to persevere until the one who began a good work in us brings it to fruition, as we see in Philippians 1, verse 6. And I just love it because, you know, I need reminders, man. Like, I need yeah. the reminders. I do, too. Um, for in the here and now, you know, Edward said this, we are sojourners in the valley of the shadow of death, plodding between the two advents of our God and the King. He is no less in control simply because Jesus, the Son of God, is left. Right. He has always been in control and always will be in control, and victory is on his side. And so to that I say... Merry Christmas. Um, it is ahead. Now, again, I say Merry Christmas now, but since tomorrow is Thanksgiving, I'm not going to be listening to Christmas music until Friday. And I've switched, right. I've switched my take on that. Yes. Because I was very post-Halloween, let the Christmas mm-hmm. fly. I'm taking more our local radio station, 96.1. I'm taking more of their approach that the second Thanksgiving is done. You it's nothing but Christmas it. music 24-7. Yeah. I, I'm doing that. I'm switching my my thing here gotcha. uh, around my, my viewpoint is very serious situation. Take note, everybody, because this is very rare. That yeah, it's Adam very rare. I'm now, I want to be clear, I'm not admitting wrong. A view. I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not admitting wrong. I'm just saying I'm switching it up. I think right. I right. think I agree with my cohorts and my colleagues and my friends and family mm-hmm. who have said it, it's so great. Christmas season is so great. Like your birthday is so great because it's one day a year. Mm-hmm. It would be nothing if every day you're celebrating your birthday. Right. You know what right. I mean? So like Christmas season has its place and it's it's right after yeah. Thanksgiving. So I, I'm all for it. So I've I can I can talk to you or list some album recommendations, but we'll wait right. maybe wait till our December uh, podcast. For and that. you and you can comment below this video on our social media and on say how, if you agree with Adam's uh, uh, analysis of Christmas and on Thanksgiving. how wrong uh-huh. you think I was, for, or how people feel <laughs> so this betrayed is a hot right topic. now. Did people you know might that? feel betrayed right now because they've been know, listening right? to Christmas music since Halloween. You're going to see the people unsubscribing from That's you fine. know our channel. You know, of you do your, you YOLO. Uh, to end on that because you can't segue from YOLO. Uh, one thing I want to make very, very clear is an evening in December at Amelia Baptist Church, including a live Bethlehem Village, choirs, choral arrangements, songs, dramatizations from uh, led by the one and only Peggy Seely. I mean, I could go on and on. Pam Helton, uh, Peggy Strickland. No, sorry, Peggy Seely is a friend of mine. I was just you're, trying to figure out. Peggy, you're if you're listening, about. I got the wrong Peggy. Uh, Peggy Seely, if you're listening, I hope you're doing really well. <laughs> Peggy Strickland, the one and only Peggy Strickland, who is uh, going to do an awesome job, of yes. course. And uh, I hear the wise man's really good this year. You should still uh, stick around for the end uh, for him, not his brother, uh, but him. Uh, but before we get into all of that, um, and we, we kind of show online in our social networks, Facebook, Instagram, our website, emilybaptist.org, our YouTube channel, everything's an evening in December right now. 
why an evening in December? Why would you tell someone to come? Why should someone participate this year if they are local or if they are just hours away and want to make the drive? Yeah, uh, I mean, evening in December has always been for the last 25 years about sharing the gospel, about getting our correct perspective during Advent, during a time where we celebrate the birth of Christ and the anticipation of Mm -hmm. the end story uh, where we're united with Christ as believers. Um, That has always been kind of the heart and mission of Evening in December. It's morphed over the years based off of circumstances um, and what what needed to happen. Uh, Most notably last year with COVID, um, we took a new direction as a church and um, one that... uh, came about through a lot of prayer and really necessity. Um, But it has become uh, a great family time of remembering Christ, the birth of Christ, uh, through music, through drama, through a a replica of what a a Judean village might have looked like in the time of Christ. Which this is only the second Uh, year we've done the Bethlehem Village. Yes. It's been over 25 25 years. Yes. This is our 25th year, but this is only the second year that we've done this. This has always been a choir and dramatization, Mm -hmm. right? I've only been here eight years, so three times longer than I've been here. Right. Uh, This church has been bringing the community together to do this. And it's always been been a community event. Pam Helton always wanted it to be. Pam Helton, for those of you who don't know, is Pastor Neil's wife, Pam. She's our music minister here. Uh, does an incredible job. But we see, really, um, people come together, the community mm-hmm. come together, and uh, take part in something that's become Christmas tradition for a yeah. lot of people in the community, yeah. which I love. A lot of families we see year after year coming through, and um, it's a great family experience it for the, the grandparents, parents, the kids. Um, there's really uh, a time for all to come yeah. together and enjoy that. So uh, there's a, you know, tickets are going quickly, and so there's how many people have uh, registered at this point in time? We have 1600 coming through over three nights. Oh, wow. And um, we have to you have to have a ticket. They're free, but you must have a ticket and reserve a time slot to come mm-hmm. to the event. Um, it's about a 90 minute event with uh, some sit down music, mm-hmm. uh, drama, and then the experience in the village. Um, so That's they're available exciting. at AmeliaBaptist.org. Go there. Sign up for them. Yep, and on our Facebook page, uh, it's available mainly those two places. Mm-hmm. Eventbrite, you can yes. go Google yep. or search Emily Baptist Church, Eventbrite, and that'll come up. And the dates are December 2nd, 3rd, and 5th. And fifth. And they run from what time to what time? Uh, from 4 to, I, th- I think the last one's around 7. And it's about 90 minutes to walk about through the whole thing. Minutes. And that's including like your chill-out time in the Bethlehem Village where yes. you see real villagers. Yes. Uh, real Roman soldiers, all yeah. that kind of stuff. All the information is on the website. You can read all about it, about the breakdown of. Do we have camels this year? I never asked. This year, our camels are strictly done by <laughs> our our uh, wonderful Jim Foster. <laughs> so they're drawings. Is what they're he's drawings. So, <laughs> but we will have live animals. Okay, though, we, have, we do. Zoo. All right, we do have live animals. Uh, I've been pushing so, for a camel Roman soldiers, for a long time. soap vendors, yeah, pottery. You know what we need to do? We need to take a Chickens step up. Roasting. <laughs> we take a step up next year. And gets uh, two people to get one of those camel suits. Yeah. Uh, preferably that they have uh, developed right? a friendship. No, because there is a good I chance you that I could get stuck in the back of that. I'm not doing I'm not that. Thinking, uh, uh, that's <laughs> Vacation Bible School is an entirely different thing, and that was never part of the resume. Uh, but we are very excited that it is a free event. Yes. I think that does not get talked about enough. Right. 90 minutes of this awesome Christmas tradition. Come out to Amelia Island. Be a part of it. On the Bring your family. Invite your friends, your neighbors. The gospel will clearly be shared. Um, and so it's just a great 
great event. We love doing it as it a is. church and, and Dylan, as a community. You wouldn't say this about yourself, but man, you do an incredible job. Uh, Catherine, Elizabeth Sawyer, and Pam Hilton, just Peggy, everybody, just incredible job. So I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to be a part of it. And I hope everyone listening will. I don't care if you're listening in Brazil. I hope that you make book your way plane over ticket. here. Yes, book a plane <laughs> ticket and let's get going. The event's free, but you'll spend thousand dollars getting here. Right, it'll be totally <laughs> worth it. We're not overselling it at all right. for your thousand dollar Brazil <laughs> plane ticket. Dylan, it is always a pleasure to meet with you and do yes. these roundtables. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, comment, subscribe, uh, share with your friends. We are podcasting on all platforms. We love you guys. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving day tomorrow. God bless and gobble gobble.